listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. Hey guys, I'm Jen and I'm here with Alice as usual and welcome to episode 20. Yeah, General Admission. Bit of a milestone. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit early today, but that's okay. I have some coffee. If you tuned in last week, I said I was quitting coffee. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that lasted like... A it week. actually lasted like five days. And then um, I went to my uncle's house and my uncle like is a really... He's, he's really good at making coffee. He's got this huge coffee machine and like he times like the drip of the espresso and like has a thermometer. Anyway, and I had three coffees that day. So, oh, God. Um, <laughs> it really was not good. Anyway, we have a very special guest on, um, Jackie. If you'd like to introduce yourself... And yeah, how are you today? Um, fantastic. How are you guys? Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. It's, you know, it's early, but it's nice to get up early and like be productive. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you'd just like to introduce yourself to your listener, uh, to our listeners, and just you know give a bit of a rundown as to what you've been doing at the moment, and yeah, yeah. take it away. I am Sanya, also known as Jackie, and I'm a singer and a pianist, and I write tunes, and I just released my debut single. and I'm both excited and terrified and you should definitely come down and check us out yeah listening to the new single like I was instantly captivated by it and it's just it's such a beautiful like kind of a like a dark ballady song and it's something that um yeah I really enjoyed yeah I tend to I've got this tendency towards writing sort of like I call it sad girl pop it's sort of like (laughs) like I think Adele created this genre I sort of I just like I love listening to upbeat music and rock and all sorts of different things and then whenever I try and write I'm just like, Oh feeling Yeah. <laughs> it sort of falls out of me. But oh. yeah, um I actually I wrote this song while I was driving. So it's one of those sort of weird things that just evolved from a tangent and then I sort of ended up developing it and I didn't really think it would ever become anything and then my producer said this is probably the single I'm like, Oh, all right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty awesome. And like just going back to what you said about, you know, actually, like, first form, forming the, the song, like, in your car, that just pretty much speaks to the fact that music can come from literally anywhere. Mm. Literally anywhere. Literally on the Nepean Highway, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I guess, maybe go backtracking a little bit. Um, what made you decide to sort of start to write music? Like, was there... I guess we ask this to, like, a lot of our guests, because I find it really interesting to sort of find out the artists or like if there was a particular song that when you were younger inspired you to to make music i just i it sounds weird but i think i was always writing mm-hmm. like i was one of those really annoying kids that just never stopped making noise yeah. like i was I, I sort of just like left the womb and was like banging on things and screaming and making noise and i think the first song i wrote i was about seven <laughs> like it was terrible it was an absolutely shocking song but that's kind of where I started and I think it's because I had a really creative mum who was sort of just always encouraging me to just do my own thing and so I guess I thought that was just standard and then kept refining what I wrote yeah. as I grew up and stopped writing about animals and clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you actually started on the piano right and then you kind of found that you know you're most comfortable behind the mic. Oh definitely yeah I actually um, I was like I planned on being a concert pianist and I was doing all the comps and everything and loving life and then I got to like 14 or 15 and thought I just want to express myself more and I think that um, any pianist out there listening that have gone through the classical system are either going to love or hate this statement but when you're playing the same sort of composers like the same four or five composers over and over again and playing it the way everyone else plays it I sort of I just sat back and was like as much as I love doing this I really want to tell my own story yeah. and I want to make my own music. So I sort of, I turned towards singing and writing and yeah, haven't looked back since. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, and I understand for you, like, like one of the major artists that's, that's shaped like, you know, your kind of songwriting and approach to it all is Matt Corby. Do you want to delve into... If I ever meet this dude, I'm probably going to cry or faint. I, just, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't understand his talent. Like, um... I, ever since I first heard, I think it was Brother was the song that actually brought him to attention to me. Like, he had a few releases before then. But Brother was the one that I stopped and went, this is incredible. It was sort of, it came through at a time when music was getting a bit more electronic and everything was sort of going a bit 
it was becoming heavily produced like that sort of the start of that era mm. and this song just came through that was completely raw and he was sort of like yelling parts of it and then like whistle tone going on I just thought I love this I love this our lyrics the concept and just his tone and the way that he writes about really real things and just like the complexity of his lyrics like if you listen to resolution I just the that line I bought the book but didn't flip a page it's like oh god so good <laughs> yeah I just I love the way that he writes and the way that he sings and Matt Corby if you're out there please hit us up <laughs> 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 what would you do if you ever ever met him? Like, you know that phrase, like, you know, you should never meet your idols. Um, I don't yeah, really... Yeah, I'm kind of worried if I, if I ever do, but I kind of really just want to jam with the guy. Yeah. Have you met anyone else that you, like, really look up to? Um, or not yet? I would say, well, yes and no. I, I've met... I haven't met... Okay, so I went to Elton John's, one of his concerts when I was, like, 10, and um, we sort of won tickets to the front row. Wow. And I don't know if it counts, but he like ran past and high fived me. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, oh my gosh. that's Elton John. Wow. Well, that's a once in a lifetime moment, so I think that counts. Yeah, yeah, but I <laughs> totally high fived like a hundred people that night. But it's alright. I was one of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, I totally understand that like stress of meeting someone that you really like, not necessarily idolize. It's probably like the wrong word, but someone that you quite admire. Um. Yeah, a lot of pressure for them to be the way that you've always envisioned yeah. them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but also, too, like, you don't want to say anything silly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like That's the, my deep existence. Yeah, like, at the beginning of the year, I've, like, told this story many times. I still don't really get over it. Like, I don't understand. Like, I can't comprehend that it actually happened. Um, but I met Hayley Williams from Paramore, like, ran into oh. her on the street. And I've listened to Paramore since I was, like, 10 years old. And it was, like, the craziest thing. And I was with all my friends. And I just, like, I didn't even introduce myself. Like, I didn't even tell her my name. Like, I was, like, (laughs) I was so nervous. But I tried to keep it cool. And I was, like, really conscious of, like, standing, like, a a decent amount, like, away from her. I didn't want to, like, invade her personal space. Or, like, I was trying to be really nice. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can can kind of relate. I did a gig where um, we had, like, a guest presenter and... Um, even now, I can't remember his name, but it was ages back, and I knew that he was on Neighbours. Oh. And I was trying to remember his actual name as an actor, but all I could remember was, I was like, that's Patrick. That's Patrick. <laughs> that's Patrick from Neighbours. And like, I'm not even a big fan. My mum watches Neighbours. I knew this guy. is through my mum's love of Neighbours. <laughs> and I, he walked up to help me carry my keyboard into the venue, and I was like, you're the guy, right? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God, I've just ruined my life yeah. and yours. I'm sorry. And just sort of melted mm-hmm. into my own awkwardness for a bit <laughs> after that I just got too excited kind of yeah. like a puppy but like a really weird puppy I don't know yeah I panicked and I guess like in those instances it's more so like as long as you'd like because I was like I, I wish I said this to her or, like I wish I said this but like that's probably better than being like I wish I didn't say that <laughs> you know yeah. yeah that's probably very true anyway yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever had like any instances where people have come up to you and like said like basically put their foot in their mouth or like embarrass themselves i'm sure that i have but i tend to not hold on to them too much like Mm. because i say so many really awkward things that i don't really like i don't get like especially surprised or offended when people say weird stuff to me i'm like oh yeah cool so i don't actually remember anything like that i mean i'm probably there's probably actually one this is a funny story i don't even know why this happened i was in woolies (laughs) and this woman asked me if i was from big brother i'm like no (laughs) Definitely wasn't from Big Brother. I'm like 18. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't left the peninsula. And that's, yeah. I just remember that one because I was like, that is so weird. Because I was never allowed to watch that show as a kid. Mum was just like, no, nah, it's trash. So mm-hmm. I couldn't even like work out who she was trying to think that I was. So I was kind of like, that was a weird one. Alrighty, well, with no segue at all, um, we should kickstart our first segment which is our what's on your playlist so basically for anyone that's just listening that's basically where we just go back and forth in this triangle yeah figurative triangle, triangle yeah imaginative one yeah and um just um shoot off some of the tracks that we've been vibing on this week yeah so you should... there's so many i know it is <laughs> well you're gonna have to distill it down to two <laughs> that's doable oh, okay well that's gonna be tough but i will try <laughs> I will kickstart off this segment 
with see this is the thing like i've mentioned artists on previous episodes but then i like like that one song and then go into the discography and then really like other songs yeah so i don't know am i like breaking the rules by talking about the same artists like again kind of no but it's it's a different song i mean like we kind of set the rules anyways (laughs) um let's see well i will like both artists i was going to talk about i think i'm pretty sure artists i've spoken about before Anyway, the first artist I'll talk about is an artist called Soccer Mommy. I don't know if you're, like, familiar with her, um, but I'm pretty sure she's 20. She could be 21, but I think she's 20. Um, She's from Nashville, and um, she's just, like, started making music basically, like, in her bedroom and putting songs on Bandcamp. And it's that very, like, sad girl emo, like, music, um, which I love, (laughs) obviously. Um, And she... Yeah, like, she's just so, like, a cool person. Like, she's, like, a little bit younger than me, but I think it's really cool to see someone around my age, like, making music, basically, like, doing exactly what I want to do. Like, make music yeah. with my guitar and, like, sad music, basically. <laughs> um, and, like, she has a backing band um, when she plays live, but her first couple releases, I'm pretty sure, are just predominantly guitar. There could be other elements, but from what I've heard... Um, but there's this one song on her album, which was released this year, called Clean. And the first song on the album is called Still Clean. Spent the autumn in the forest sunning for a wolf. And this is like very much just her guitar, her and her guitar. And it's like quite... It's like, it's emo, like what else? I can't really describe it, but like in the best way, it is like a great, sad emo song, um, kind of about like heartbreak. And I just think it's a really nice opener for the album that sets a really nice tone for like the rest of it. And yeah, I guess if you like, like sad stuff, which like I love. <laughs> okay, like that sad, um, sad girl pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yeah, like Soccer Mommy is still clean. That's one of my songs for this week. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Lotus Eaters by Odette of her new album, which I'm completely in love with. And you wanted to know, but I had no answer for you. Trapped under the thermometer temperature. I sort of, I remember when it, it sort of came up in my Spotify as a suggested song, um, because I'm a big fan of Odette's, but I hadn't heard her new album yet. And so this single came out, and I clicked on it, and it's just pretty much like, it's sort of like spoken word. It's sort of mm. like poetry. It's beautiful. It's just sort of, she's got this amazing, like, sort of neo-soul voice, which she couples with, like, sort of R&B piano and, and these very great sort of percussive loops and things like that. And this song is really still, and it just sort of discusses everything, and then it breaks off into these beautiful choruses, and I just, I'm a little bit obsessed with Odette at the moment, and... I'm a little bit obsessed and a little bit sad because she covered one of my favourite songs to cover on gigs. I was like, well, I'm going to have to leave that to the Queen now. <laughs> but I absolutely love her and her new album. So, yeah, Lotus Eaters by Odette. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah, when you were describing Odette, I was like, it sounds a bit like you, actually. <laughs> I sort of, yeah, I sort of. Um, the first time I heard her, I was like, this chick is a cooler version of me. Like, she's the cool version. She's just like, she's got this amazing curly hair. Like, she just looks, in, like, she just has the whole vibe going on. And I just love that she's so herself. Like, if you take a look at her socials, she's just completely free and does whatever she wants to do. And she's not worried about anything. And she just makes a lot of jokes and she's just fun. Sort of. She's not just, I don't know how to describe her. I'm sort of I'm getting all the wrong words coming out. But she's just sort of, I like the fact that she's completely at home being herself. And all of her music is really, it's personal. It's not like she's trying to be anything but herself. You can really hear her background. I think that her grandfather was a jazz pianist. She comes from a very musical family. And you can hear that even in the harmony she writes and the way that she sings. It's actually very intricate. So I'm a big fan of hers. And she's only, I think she's about 20. And she's from Sydney. And she's really smashing it. Oh, nice. We'll definitely check that out. Yeah. All right, so the first track that I've got um, is from a band called Hellions from Sydney. Um, and yeah, we have talked about them on the podcast before. Yeah, so this song is their latest track that they've released. Um, it's a single called Furrow. Oh, don't play. Play a 
song is that so they're like known as like a heavy band right but um this song is probably the most like different thing that they've done like since they started um but it's really cool because you've got like this like kind of like soft rock like melodic beginning and then this is beautiful rap vocals and then it just expands into into like a nice heavier kind of sound and it's just got a lot of layers to it and it's yeah it's a beautiful track well i'll kind of like go with the theme of like young female artists i'll like keep with my theme of like (laughs) um i'm gonna talk about this artist called snail mail and um that sounds like a presentation like hi i'm gonna talk about this artist (laughs) anyway (laughs) it's too early anyway the track i'm gonna talk about is a song called heatwave like project of um teenager called called Lindsay and she's 19 and I think it's really cool that um as well like she's young and she's already released like two out al- uh, an album and an EP and she started making music when she was 16 which is like kind of crushes my self-esteem because I'm like why didn't I start making music <laughs> earlier um, but like on a serious note you know I think it's it's just cool to see like young women especially in like the alternative rock scene um, like making their own stuff and like writing all their own songs and not that like that hasn't existed in the past but I, I really like there's a kind of this like resurgence of like all these female artists sort of coming up at once um, yeah and um, yeah so this track I'm going to talk about is Heatwave and it's kind of just like about well at least like the way I sort of feel like looking at the lyrics it's kind of like just sort of about like being in limbo and like not really like feel like your life is sort of going anywhere which I think is like quite relatable for like someone my age (laughs) (laughs) like about to graduate uni and like not really sure what I'm like really want to do and it's just like also too like another sad like sad girl song (laughs) (laughs) which is like a current theme you know recurring theme but I think yeah it's just a track that I've been listening to a lot and the music video is pretty cool too they're like I'm pretty sure it's like an ice hockey game and um, she's oh, just, cool. yeah, it's just the whole aesthetic too. Like the album's all red and it's like quite a pro- prominent theme and my favorite color is red. So <laughs> anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, but we got there eventually. No, that sounds yeah, cool. great. I like the color red as well. Yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> I just really want like, if I ever performed live, like in a band or something, like just my dream is just to be in like a completely like red suit with like red boots and like just all red. <laughs> oh my God, I legitimately was going to do that. Oh, this is so funny. So yesterday, um, I was out with my stylist trying to get an outfit together for tomorrow night because I like leaving things for the last minute. Yeah. And I was sort of, um, I had a look at the venue, like I got some pictures up, and I'm like, oh God, I can't wear red because the curtain on the stage is red. Oh. So it would just be like a floating head in everyone's yeah. Instagram stories. I'm like, I'm going to have to wear something else, but red is my color. <laughs> say the, the floating head thing would have been pretty funny in yeah. retrospect <laughs> although like if you I got it sorry if I was like an rock band floating head would be like a cool vibe yeah, but like yeah. the sad public kind of like why is this head crying at me yeah. <laughs> it really makes much sense for the audience yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right um Jackie what's your second track for us well in keeping with the spirit of having young female artists mashing it i'm gonna go with about you by g flip i don't know if you guys have heard of g flip but i worship yeah. her you're right there and i'm right here thinking about here thinking about you um her name is georgia flipper and basically similar to what you said about soccer mummies she does all of this in her bedroom everything she does she like she wrote and produced about you in her bedroom and it's just blown up. Like the video is literally just of her playing all the instruments in the song. <laughs> She's just incredible. Like bass, guitar, keys, drums, sings incredibly well. Mm. And her lyrics is fantastic. And I think the first time I heard it, I was sort of blown away by, I guess like the simplicity of the production and how all the parts just sort of fit together seamlessly. It wasn't too busy, but there were lots of intricate parts mm. that just sort of slotted in. And similar to Odette, 
I think that I'm going through a bit of a phase where I like a lot of lyrics in a song, where usually I'm sort of a bit more chill about, you know, lyric meaning and stuff, but she has a lot to say in this song, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, streamlined lyrics in the verses, whereas the choruses are pretty pretty relaxed. But, yeah, I think that she's just killing it out there. And actually, her, her second single is called Killing My Time, and <laughs> I would love to meet her and be like, hey, how did you do all of this? I yeah. wish I could play drums, mm-hmm. and your drum kit is cool. She has a light-up drum kit. Oh, wow. Oh, so awesome. does she, like, record drums in her room? That's crazy. Yeah, she literally wow. does everything from my bedroom, and her two songs have just gone viral on Triple J. Right. She's just incredible. Yeah. So that's the one thing I wish I could do. Like, I really wish I could play drums. I've, like, tried to before, but I just can't, like... I absolutely yeah. can't. I like, my drama, every time, like, I'll go to his house, a little rehearse, I'm like, can I try my rock groove? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look at my paradiddles. I'm so good at snare drum work. Nothing <laughs> else. Can't operate the hi-hat, but I can do a sick paradiddle on the snare drum. <laughs> and that's all you need, right? Yeah. <laughs> all I've got. You can just, like, add a little fill, like a drum fill in one of your songs. Like, when you go and record, you can, you can add it yourself and then tell everyone that you... Uh, actually, you... in one of the songs, um, of, so what I've done is I've recorded an EP, exclusive info here, um, and during the EP recording, we sort of, like, we tracked all the drums and then my producer looked at me and he was like, it needs to get weirder. I'm like, yeah, true. And I ended up playing a chair <laughs> with drumsticks. So, like, an old 30s, like, an iron chair that had really weird sort of ringing to it. So, basically, you mic'd up <laughs> this old chair, and I just sat on the ground playing rhythms on it in the background of my song. So, if you hear any weird bell sounds, it's actually a chair. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's cool because, like, with music, there's literally no limits. Like, you hear of, like, you know, people, like, you know, banging their guitar, like, on a wall or, like, just doing something, yeah. like, something completely weird. But then, like, you hear it back sonically and you're like, this would fit really well in this song, mm. even though it sounds completely weird. Can, yeah. Yeah. But that's, like, the fun part about music exactly. is, like, doing stuff like that and, like, just figuring out what you can do. Like, this is kind of besides the point, but, like, um, like I was watching this, like, video series on, like, how... I think it's, like, the documentary, um, the Flume documentary that's on Apple Music. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, like, follows... I can't remember what it's called, but it, like, follows his, um, I guess, like, his process of, like, making skin and kind of just, like, everything around that. And he was talking about, like... I guess like he he makes electronic music so it's a little bit different but he was kind of like it's all about like doing things like the wrong way to like make new sounds and like Mm. it's kind of like learn the software I guess he like uses Ableton like learn Ableton and then like do everything that you shouldn't do (laughs) which I think is cool yeah like I like that yeah because I guess like if you think about it like no one's going to make like new like uh, not necessarily like new but like no one's going to make something that's like really fresh and different and like original without like by doing the exact same thing that everybody else does you know what i mean that's true and just tweaking it or like by following conventions so i think yeah it's cool to play around like i guess that like it's different with electronic music but at the same time like play whatever like i think there's such a cool merging of genres at the moment that like Yeah. yeah just like do whatever sounds cool <laughs> yeah, i have a flute flute. story which is a bit of an average story but here we go um i the other day flume followed me on instagram oh and <laughs> I sat there and like i'm not sure if this is a joke or like am i being like rickrolled or something so i sent her a message and i was like hey man thanks for the follow skin was amazing holding on is one of my favorite songs also of all time that i go <laughs> running to and if you ever need someone to yell into a microphone to make a cool sample, I'm cool to do that. Let me know. And I've got some sick memes. And I pressed send. And I was like, did I just offer a flu meme? And I thought he was going to block me. But he replied was like, let me know when you're in LA. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was the memes. <laughs> and I screenshot it and I'm going to print it out and put yeah. it on my wall. So you can, you can have your moment now where you like go and meet Flume. Flume memes and he didn't block me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're claim to fame. Like something right. You probably yeah. found it refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> but he seems like that type of guy. Like, I mean, I haven't really watched many interviews like about him, but just like uh, the way that he sort of talks on social media just like the way he is like i feel like he's just like yeah cool like <laughs> send me memes <laughs> i think he's pretty down to earth yeah yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Next one, like, now you're going to fly to LA. <laughs> I brought you some memes. <laughs> yep. And some samples. It works. <laughs> That's so cool, though. Like, I think that just the fact that, you know, he's so willing to um, collaborate with, like, up-and-coming artists. Like, that's really cool. That's also really cool for you. Yeah. Just yeah. to have that interaction. It's exciting. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, like, I mean, I, I don't have the budget and to fly overseas, and I only got a passport, like, a few months ago. So, <laughs> like, the, the chances of me actually working at him are very slim. But just the fact that he actually bothered to reply to my weird and mediocre message, I was like, you're a nice dude. I yeah. appreciate this. And thank you for taking the time to accept my offer of memes. Yeah, exactly. Boost the self worth a little bit. Yeah, that's so cool. That's, that's like that's a funny story. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. That's my only good story. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's plenty more. Mm. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you just wait and see. Yeah. All right. So my last track. So this is also delving into an artist that we actually had on the podcast before. Slowly, slowly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very so nice. they actually released a new single called Smile Lights. Um, and it's really cool because I feel like what makes a song really great is the complex narrative around it because they actually created this character. He's like a supermarket employee, mm. but he's got like this Jekyll and Hyde kind of complex to him. Right, right. So it's like it kind of, the, the lyrics kind of explore like this tension between like his watered down kind of life. Mm. and like his like perception of himself and then just this raw version of himself behind closed doors right and it's something that really comes through like in the lyrics yeah um as well so it's really cool when like songs have like just such a well thought out narrative yeah and, like a story mm. so, also too they announced yeah. a tour as well yeah they did i want to go see them i really like their album saint leonard's i've been listening to it a lot also like sad music like, yeah can we <laughs> sad <sing that>? music. <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah like I would say it's like sad, like, but a little bit angry at the yeah. same time. Like it's like it's rock music. Angry. So it's like got that little angst edge to it. But I mean, like sad music, man, like, I don't know. I rarely <laughs> listen to like happy music. Is that like really indicative of my like character? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think it's to do with characters. This is something that I've always thought about because I write the whole sad girl pop thing. I'm like, is that all that I am? And then I spoke to, I think it was um, one of my lecturers at uni who said to me, the, the reason why we're drawn to sad music is like, when you're happy, you don't always want to break out into song. You just kind of want to be in that feeling. But sometimes yeah. when you're sad, you need something to actually channel that emotion into. Yeah, that's Or like true. yourself through. So it's sort of like, it's just a method of expression rather than being drawn to sadness. It's just another way to express yourself. Mm. I don't know if that made any sense. If I no, probably no, I totally understand. explained that poorly. But it's sort of like, it's perfectly normal to be drawn to sad music because a lot of people find that it's the best way to be like, oh, someone else feels the way that I feel. Mm. Because when you're happy, you're like, I'm having a great day. Yeah. I'm so happy. I don't need a song to express myself. I'm smiling. But yeah. like when you're sad, you kind of, I, I, well, personally, I turn very internal, very introspective. And I just like hearing other people going through the same thing as me. I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. I feel mm. that. So yeah, yeah. It's my explanation on sad girl pop. Yeah. I guess also too like different types of music serve like different purposes like you're not going to at least like I don't other people like some people might but like I, I wouldn't listen to like sad music if I'm like running or like going to work out or like yeah, <laughs> put on some like hip hop playlist or something but like I guess just generally you know I'll probably listen to like not necessarily like super sad but like I guess yeah like you said like I think that there's something to be said about like when you're sad or I guess like when you're happy, you don't necessarily have like something to say. That's kind of a broad, like general assumption. But like, if you're happy, like you said, you kind of just want to like, ex- like live in the moment and like enjoy that yeah. happiness. But like, if you're angry or if you're sad or if you're frust- frustrated or like there's something on your mind, I guess like writing music or like listening to that type of music is a bit like cathartic, cathartic. That's the right word. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I guess it's like kind of a form of escapism, but also yeah, like finding something and you think like yeah, like I I relate to that and like that is relatable. Like someone else is dealing, like is going through the same thing as me, or like has gone through the same thing, and it's like a nice like little emotional like I guess you kind of like accept it. Like I guess I don't mm. know. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's something that we talked to Jacqueline from British India, who was previously on the podcast about, is that like, because he was asking us about like the way in which we listen to music, like whether we put like a song on to kind of amplify the way we're feeling or to counteract it. So it's really interesting because that I think varies depending on who you're talking to. I feel like there's people who like, do you listen to music? Like when you're sad or when you're upset, like do you listen to music that reflects that? Or do you try and like listen to happy music to like counteract that mood? Like do you encourage it or do you counteract it? I <laughs> I probably encourage it. Yeah, but I guess me that's too. Because, like I listen to happy music sometimes when I'm like getting ready to go somewhere or like when I'm exercising and stuff like that. But when I'm sad, I think I just tend to listen to things that feel similar and familiar. And also that tends to kick off my own songwriting mm. process. If I hear someone else, having a bit of a sad moment I'm like hmm I should write about this too and so it tends to get me going as well yeah instead mm-hmm. of sort of like you know listening to music and sort of channeling through that I just sit there and I'm like well they're singing about it I can sing about it too and so I end up eventually switching it off and going and doing my own thing that sounds yeah. good and and speaking of songwriting um how about we delve into our next segment yes. nice nice segue <laughs> Yep, for once. Um, so this is our in-depth track review. So it's basically where we get um, our artists to delve into one of their tracks and kind of just tell us anything from like a story of how it was you know, put together to something funny that happened um, while making it, like instrumentation, lyrics, it's all up to you. it just sort of happened it just <laughs> like I rocked up to my producer's house and I'm like hello I wrote a song and he was like cool let's do it and then by the end of the day we sort of had finished it so the only like I can't even think of anything like funny or interesting which is so bad for radio but like <laughs> <laughs> um for a podcast but we um I mean what ended up happening is because we ran out of time before he went away and I went away to re-record the drums so we went back into the EP and we sort of ended up pinching a snare drum hit from my drummer's um, take in one of our other songs and, like, compressed it a bit and, and modified it and ended up using that as the general beat for the whole song. <laughs> so I was like, technically, Nick, you played on this song, but you didn't play on it. So he sort of ghost played on that track. His phantom snare from one of the other songs in the EP was used as the beat. I don't know if that is class interesting or funny, but that's one of the interesting things about this song yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool because like you hear a lot about you know how like artists like they they might like make some material like just like bin it or forget about it and then like even sometimes years later they go back to it and they realize that it's a perfect fit for it's cool i guess like to go back and kind of get I mean, like the fact that you use that snare from another song, that's also kind of cool. Because I, I, I mean, I not that it's like a direct, you know, correlate, like a direct line to those two songs, but I always like it when I guess like you hear a song and you can kind of match it with like another song from the same artist. Um, yeah, and I had that experience recently. I was actually in the car and there's another amazing upcoming female talent. Um, I think she's out of Brisbane called Hatchie. Oh, yeah. and, um, I've heard of her, yeah. I've only heard of her probably, like, I heard her first single, I think it was Sure. I heard that maybe once or twice, and then six months later, I heard the opening eight bars of a song. Like, it would have been, like, about a month ago, I heard the opening eight bars of a different song, and I'm like, I reckon that's that Hatchie chick, and it was. Mm-hmm. And I've only ever heard her twice, but she's got such a defined sound, even though she's so young, that yeah. I picked it straight away. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I like that when an artist has that really defining style. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, I think it's also cool too. I've only like ever seen it in a couple of artists, but like when they kind of reference their old tracks, like in the lyrics, like they mm. might like say a line that is like similar to another track. Like the, the only, like I can think of, the only one I can think of right now, which is probably not like the best example, um, but I saw Halsey recently. Um, and she's got like a song called hurricane and then there's another song like that's one of her like earlier tracks and then there's another song on her new album called oh what's it called oh no it's on the same album there's a song called hurricane and then there's another song called gasoline and like in the hurricane song it's like like she says something about like 
calls like she calls herself a hurricane like i'm a hurricane and then in the other song she says like do you call yourself a hurricane like me and then there's like a little sample from the other track like in the background that's oh, that's awesome. amazing. which is like really cool um it's just like a really small reference but i kind of like that because that's a song like from her kind of older catalog and then that song was a newer one so it kind of links like the two together i find that like really creative when artists do that i'm sure like heaps of artists do it um, yeah. that's the only one i can think yeah, of like, like, right i'm, I'm trying to rack my brain to think of because i definitely know that i've noticed that before Probably more hip hop and R and B tends to have stuff like that, but I can't think of one. But I think that's really creative. Yeah, I think it's like sorry. Yeah, probably Jay Z or Kanye. I feel like they reference themselves a lot in their former catalog. Yeah, Mm. yeah, definitely. Well, I guess like in that, that I guess is also to like the nature of the genre in a way where you can like pull samples from other things and kind of like make a beat from a sample from like another track, but like completely change it to suit what you want to say exactly yeah absolutely. yeah and, and do you feel like you've experimented with that um anywhere else on the ep like like have there been like you know sounds you know from previous songs um that you thought might sound cool on the ep or ha- has it just been fr- fresh material apart from that um pretty fresh material i sort of um like i've made music for a while but i sort of the whole sanya thing like i went from being jackie sanya to just cutting off the first name like discount and making it sanya and then like i've got a lot of old songs in the catalog but then i sort of started over it was sort of to me i was like nah i'm just gonna become a new artist because i sort of i felt like i was getting into a bit of a rut where i was just writing the same music over and over again and so what i've done is i've kind of like shelved all of my old originals for now until i feel like coming back to that headspace and I've sort of made an effort to push myself out of my normal boundaries, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I don't really reference any past music because I'm trying to challenge myself to create something new instead of always mm-hmm. going back to like, oh, here's a sad chorus and here's a big note and, and things like that. I'm trying to make myself different. And like production on these tracks, like normally I would just sit at the piano and have a thing. But for, um, like for the single, it starts like that and then it breaks off into a whole different sort of like got mood synths coming through and lots of different sample pads and harmonies and things so I try to make it a bit more developed mm. and I think um eventually when I release the rest of the EP I think it'll be a set. the production for me I was just really trying to stretch my limits and change it up but I really it would be cool to reference I mean if I ever get successful enough to be able to be like hey look I'm referencing myself <laughs> that would be cool but I think for now I'm trying to create fully new things and speaking you know about reinventing yourself do you find that that whole process of of trying to you know stray away from old material has that been frustrating for you or for the most part has it been flowing really well um it depends on the day it's like some days like when I want to write a song like if I've got time and I'm like I reckon I should do some writing today like I'll sit down and try and come up with something new and nothing will happen I'm like oh maybe I can't do this maybe I'm trash and then I'll sort of walk away from the piano for a bit and go do like I don't know squats or something clean the house like random things and then while I'm doing things an idea will come to mind I'm like that's different but I think that my issue is whenever I sit down and try to write I can never quite get it it has to sort of come like spur the moment or I really struggle maybe I should work on that but (laughs) but yeah I sort of I'm trying to to create more new sounds rather than going back to my old habits yeah definitely i think maybe you should take a few um more um, late night d- drives <laughs> on highways and um see what comes out like hopefully not with the tiredness mixed in i feel like whenever i tell that story presenters they're always like oh did you get home safe I'm like oh, yeah i'm fine but <laughs> yeah i was just up really late that night because like living i live down in peninsula so coming home from gigs in melbourne is a bit of a drive and I got to like Seaford and I was exhausted. I'm like, I've got to sing or I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel. And that's how that song came about. <laughs> By trying to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> and you're here talking to us now on the podcast. Mm. So, yeah. What are you, I'm curious, like, when you, because I guess you have to, when you're in those long drives, what are your like go to songs to listen to in the car to like sing along to? This is tragic. I have such an old car that I don't have an aux cable or Bluetooth. Same. I don't have an aux cable either. For me. And I've got heaps of CDs, but I can never decide which one. So literally, I'm always in a rush when I'm going places. So I never plan my drive. I just get in the car and chuck on the radio. And I'm like, oh, I feel like listening to Classic FM today. Or 
I'm going to listen to soul or I just change it up all the time. So for me, I guess it's a good thing because I always get to hear new music and I'm always learning from other people. But I think like go-to songs to sing along to, probably anything by Michael Jackson or Whitney Mm, Houston. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. What's your like guilty pleasure track? Like, is there an artist that you kind of, I don't see, I don't know. I don't really believe in guilty pleasures, but is there an artist that you like, like to listen to that's kind of like a guilty pleasure in your car? Like, I, I literally don't have one. I sort of like, I, same with you. I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. And I also like, there's so much music that I like. I know everyone says that, but like my computer is literally like screaming at me to back it up because it's too full of music. Like I just, <laughs> I, there's so much that I listen to. So pretty much any track I get. Yeah. I'm always singing like, random stuff. Yeah. Are you like a radio person? Do you listen to the radio or will you just like put CDs in? No, nah, I'm a radio person. Yeah. yeah. I like to hear as much as possible with new music coming through and, and hearing like, because I think that's a really good way to stay um, contemporary in the industry is hearing what's coming out, hearing new artists and sort of, um, I think of it like almost like driving around listening to the radio is kind of like doing my homework mm. because I'm learning about who else is on the scene, what's doing well, what's not doing well and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, I'm probably just too time bored to organize my CD rotation in the car. <laughs> yeah, and then you just yeah, had, end up having like the same six or four CDs in there and then you're just listening to the same thing. Like I kind of found... I've got to make a mix CD or something. I've got to do that. But yeah. it's, again, with the time bored thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, have your own mixtape. Like, yeah, Alice has got a lot of mixtapes. Oh, tapes. yeah, I like... So, yeah, I don't have an aux in my car. So, basically, like, if I know I'm driving for more, like, more than half an hour somewhere, I'll try and, like, make a mixtape. Um, just with, like, what I'm Smart. listening to at the moment. Or, you know, like, if I'm, like, driving to the city and, like, I'm driving all my friends and we're, like, going out, I'll try and make, like, a like a hype playlist for like the way there and then like a, ch- a chill one for like the way home um i'm just like you know trying to be the uber driver basically yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i have heaps of mixtapes like but um every time like my sister and i or most of the time um i'm in the car with my sister like i have a one direction like mixtape Oh my god <laughs> um and see like i was never my sister was like a huge one direction fan when like one direction was, was like popular well not when they're popular they're probably still popular but like when they were at their peak and like releasing albums and when they were not on hiatus um my sister was a huge fan and um I just like thought I was too cool for that but then um I would like secretly kind of listen to a couple of their songs and um now that they're on hiatus like no shame like some of One Direction songs are honestly great and like (laughs) um (laughs) So, yeah, like, when, when my sister and I in the car, we'll just, like, play that and sing along to it. And, like, I'd really have no shame. Like, One Direction were popular for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm probably going to get, like, mixed feelings about this. But, like, probably. whatever. Like, who cares? Honestly. I, I exactly. Like, I, I hate that. Oh, you know, like, I only like, like, real music or, like... Uh, I don't listen to the radio or like pop music is bad like I, I I just whatever like honestly listen to whatever you like like exactly I completely I, agree with that yeah and like people like what they like you like what you like yeah just you know enjoy <laughs> don't it grab like about that's it. that's the point of music so you know One Direction makes me feel like I'm 12 years old and like and sometimes that's crazy great. like you know in love with like harry styles <laughs> like, who cares you his know? album is actually really good it actually really is i actually saw him live when he came yeah um, he's actually i didn't so my sister was like obsessed with one direction and i was like okay cool yeah. but um never really got into that music and then i was actually my guitarist that was telling me for months he was like you have to listen to harry styles album and i was like yeah i don't <laughs> and then it came up again on spotify and i was like what is this song it's a sign like, um, from the dining table. Oh yeah, um, that's a good song. One on the, the whole album. I was like, this is like Paul McCartney, but haunting. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is a really good song. Yeah, like I, I was the same. Like my, I went, I mainly went like to the show because my sister really wanted to go. So I was like, I'll go. Like I've, I've never seen One Direction. Like I might as well go see Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was the same thing. Like he covers. Um, like, I, one thing for me that was really cool, I guess a lot of his music is very, like, kind of old rock. Like, there's a big old yeah. rock influence. And um, 
he covered the chain by Fleetwood Mac during his show. Okay. And what I th- and like I I think he did it quite well. There's like a, he did it on the live lounge as well. Um, but I found it really cool that like it was this like what twenty thousand people in this big arena. Most of them were like young teenage girls, and like everybody knew the lyrics to the chain by Fleetwood Mac. And I thought that was like a really cool thing because like, even though, you know, they're young and like people think, Oh, you know, like all these girls, like they just love these like pop stars and they don't know like what real music, like quote unquote real music is whatever. But then like you go to this show and maybe they found out about Fleetwood Mac, like through Harry, like if they're young, but even then, like they they know they still know who Fleetwood Mac is, like yeah. you know what I mean. There's like, a source of inspiration. It's out still there. An, it's still a source of like introduction, or might not even be an introduction. They probably already know those songs, but you know what I mean. Like I, I think that there's something to be said about that, which I think is really cool. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, I don't know. I think I think it was like a cool moment just to see that yeah. happen, like be in that arena. And yeah, his yeah, album is good. Cool. Like <laughs> it's. I would like love to have like he's got this huge like really talented backing band and like that's like like the optimum like goal like the great like such a good position to be in yeah you know he was probably able to work with any kind of writers he wanted to and like I think there's also something to be said about this huge like pop star who was like in a really big pop band and then like released to like an like 70s like rock album kind of like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like the music like, that he probably wanted to write kind of like he was channeling a lot of british artists like yeah you the paul mccartney and the sort of david bowie influences yeah definitely and like and fleetwood were half british so it's sort of like he's going through this english rock revival yeah which i think it's actually really cool and it like the whole 70s 80s thing is back in anyway at the moment yeah, so is, i think yeah. he's tapped into something really smart right now yeah, definitely. But also the fact that, like, now he's probably he's able to create the music that he truly wants to write yeah. and, like, perform where, yeah. where he couldn't have before. Yeah. Like, in a yeah. band setting. And I guess, too, like, the fact that, you know, there's this, there has kind of been this, like, big, like, electronic music and, like, pop is really popular at the moment. It always kind of has been. But rock has sort of, like, fallen a bit to the side. So I guess it's, like... I mean, I think that we all sort of knew, like, regardless of the type of music he made, he probably would have still been successful, like, Mm. regardless. But I think it's cool to, like, see him make this rock album, which is kind of going against, like, music trends at the moment or, like, what's traditionally, like, charting and kind of bring that genre a bit back because Mm. he does have such a big, like, listenership and, like, such a big following. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, that's that's my two cents for the day. I like the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. It's a good two cents to have. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just lead. Um, yeah, let's talk let's a bit more the... about you instead yeah. of other people. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to lead this on into our last segment, which yeah. is our non-music segment. Yeah. So, it's basically when we just talk about everything outside of music, which can be a bit difficult sometimes, but... um. Yeah, we, we like to persevere. So, um, Jackie, what are some of the things that you like to do, you know, outside creating music? Oh, my God, this is going to be the most boring question ever because I I don't do anything outside of music. <laughs> really? It's kind of my entire life. Like, like my job is teaching piano and then oh, I no. sing as well. And, like, I just – like, everything I do is music-related. Like, if I take photos, like, I do photography, I guess, but it's of bands. So, <laughs> like, I've just – it's all revolving around music. I mean, like, I love reading, but then, like, I'll turn that reading into being, like, maybe I could write a song about this. Like, everything I do just geared towards music. Um, I like to work out sometimes. I'm not particularly good at it. I'm, I'm pretty, like, clumsy, so <laughs> I guess that's something that you could add, but I'm just – I think I've always been geared towards music since birth. Yeah. So you were saying, too, like, that you were – um, that you went to, like you were at you, you were talking to your lecturers. So I assume you've, are you still at uni or do you, have you graduated? Like what did you yeah, study yeah. at uni? Yeah, so like? I, um, I graduated from my BMAT in 2016. Um, so yeah, I've got my girl certificate, Bachelor of Music. Right. Um, and yeah, I think that studying was probably one of the best decisions I've made. Even though I didn't even want to study, I was kind of like, no, I'm just going to take a gap here and do gigs. And then I sort mm-hmm. of, um, I went to the uni and, went to the open day and I thought to myself I think that I would have so much to learn from all the other people around me yeah and I did 
I, like from my friends and from my teachers, I was so influenced by like things that they were writing and I think it was a good move to study and if anyone listening out there is thinking of not studying, just do it. Just mm. do it. Drop out later. Just yeah. do it. Give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Learn so much. Um, yeah, to answer that question, yes, I have a myself. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool because I, I was actually going to ask you, like I was wondering if, if you did like study music or if you did something else. Um, but yeah, I guess I agree with you, like that idea of, you know, going to uni. I mean, I don't study music, I study business. So like, but even just like, I guess, yes, yeah, the idea of just meeting like new people and, yeah. and just being inspired by like, yeah. you know, a really stimulating environment. Yeah, and I guess being exposed to like, like you said, all of that talent, like, all of those lecturers and tutors are there for a reason. Um, I learned so much from that uni. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I kind of wish I, like, studied music. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's never too late, you know. Always go back. Exactly. Yeah, it's never too late. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met, like, are there any people from your course that, you know, um, that you collaborated with? Or, like, I guess, yeah, has there been anyone that you met through that? Like, maybe... You, you made music? Uh, that's kind of a long-ended question, but do you know what I mean? Like, No, nah, my any... whole band are from my uni. Oh, so that's awesome. My band are all from my uni. That's awesome. Did you start playing together while you were at uni or? Yeah, basically I just sort of tapped people on the shoulder and I was like, hey, <laughs> do you want to play my music? And they're like, I guess. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're hired. And then um, I also, there's an amazing artist called Elliot um, who's doing great things. Um, she's about 21 years old from Melbourne and we went to uni together and I've been singing backing vocals for her latest um, headline shows so she's pretty incredible Um, yeah like my uni sort of just like it's just it created a lot of pretty cool female artists like got Alistair Briar Park Danny Cat like there's so many people doing so well so yeah represent yeah Well, I guess we'll, maybe we'll end the show on that nice positive note. <laughs> um, I guess like for our listeners, though, where can they find you? Um, yeah, I guess like do you, got any, do you have any music com- um, coming out anytime soon? Any shows? I've got. So my single Go and Get Over is out on Spotify and iTunes and I think Deezer. It's literally just everywhere. There's a video on YouTube. Um, as for music to be released, uh, stay tuned. There is music. <laughs> have to work out when we're going to release it. Um, I've got a launch gig tomorrow night at Wesley Ann, so July 13th. And it is uh, coincidentally $13 on the door. And oh, nice. it's Great. actually about to sell out. So thinking of coming down, listening to me make really bad jokes and sing really sad songs, <laughs> you should probably get on that pretty quick. Yeah, nice. um, we've also got an all female lineup. We've got Evil Mont at 8 30 and then Ruby Gill at 9 15. And I am super excited for this gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it's been an awesome chat. You're listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. <laughs>